Amen. You can take your seats. <laughs> Amen. How's everyone doing this evening? Well, you know, I um, I've been on a journey. Amen. And I was, I got, I came in early, and I was in Pastor Kevin's office, and I was like, Lord, I just found some of Pastor Kevin's notes and said, Hey, I'm going for it. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> no, it was um. First of all, I'm grateful to God for what he's done in my life. Um, I could never repay um, the things that God's done in my life. He's been a faithful God. And I believe that God has good and great things for our lives if only we hold on and believe him. Believe you me, sometimes when you're on the mountaintop, it's easy to battle, right? But sometimes when you're in the valley, it's not so easy to battle. But when we hold on, I guarantee you that God has the best at heart for you and I. Amen. Now, I have about 10 messages. Do you want to hear them all or would you just like one? <laughs> I'm just kidding. I'm going to open up in the book of Genesis. And I think that, like for my life, I got saved when I was 17. Me and my husband have been married. We're going to be 27 years this December. And so, um, yeah, we've been through a lot of battles. Amen. And um, But God is faithful and God is good. And I think Above all else this evening, I just want to share the hope that Christ gives us. Because without Christ, we're nothing, right? I always go like, without Christ, I, I wouldn't have been able to endure the storms, to go through good times, to learn how to fight in the bad times, to learn like, man, I, I'm like, I look and I go, man, that's a miracle. I've been married 27 years. Hello. Now, any of you who know me, no, I could get a little crazy sometimes, but I love God. And that's one thing, like when you know the Lord and you love God, that's something that no one can take from you. You know what I mean? Like I always go like, I'm not going to stop praising. I'm not going to stop worshiping. I'm not going to stop being loud because I'm loud. I'm just born that way, guys. And I've learned to embrace who God's made me. And in that, I walk in that because of him, not because of me. I always tell people, ain't nobody all that great. It's the power that flows through one's life that shines, you know what I mean? And tonight I'm grateful, but I'm going to open up in Genesis before I speak 10 messages in one minute. In Genesis 18, I tell you, I had 10 messages. <clears throat> Genesis 18, I'm going to start off in verse 10. Let me tell you, the older you get, you need a big Bible like this, see? My husband said, are you seriously going to carry that with you on the plane? I said, I'm not going to try to act like I'm tech savvy, knowing I'm not. I need this. I just need it. I can't use a computer. I just can't, okay, guys? <laughs> so I told him, but I definitely can use this, and I know that. And uh, so I told him, yes, I'm going to. So he thinks I'm really silly to carry a big Bible with me, but I do not because I think I'm bigger with a bigger Bible. It's because I'm blind, and I need to see the word. Amen? So I'm going to start off in verse 10, Genesis 18, 10. It says, then the Lord said, I will surely return to you about this time next year, Sarah. Your wife will have a son. Now Sarah was listening at the entrance to the tent, which was behind him. Abraham and Sarah were already old and well advanced in years. And Sarah was past the age of childbearing. So Sarah laughed to herself as she thought, after I am worn out and my master is old, will I now have this pleasure? Then the Lord said to Abraham, why did Sarah laugh and say, will I really have a child now that I'm old? Is anything too hard for the Lord? I will return to you at the appointed time next year, and Sarah will have a son. 
Sarah was afraid, so she lied and said, I did not laugh. But he said, yes, you did. Let us pray. Father, this evening, God, we just thank you, God, for who you are. And Father, we ask, God, that your word would lodge in our hearts this evening, God. And Father, that we would allow your word, God, to penetrate us, God, to move us, to challenge us, my God, to be the people, God, that you have created us to be, Lord. Father, we love you. We thank you. We give you all the honor and all the glory. Amen. Now, this evening, I want to say that I always preach to myself first, right? <clears throat> so don't think I'm just coming at you because I came at myself first. I always say I come at myself first, and I believe the word of God is meant to challenge our lives. I believe that we can, um, we, that God didn't just save us so that we can stay the same. I believe that there's always growth that should be taking place. Now, I'm a kinder prep teacher, so I get, I get the privilege to see these little tykes grow, right? And it is my responsibility to guide them and teach them the right things, right? And it's our responsibility as we read the word of God that we allow his word to penetrate and change us. Because let me tell you, I can't change anybody. Pastor Ke Kevin can't change anybody. It's only the word and the power of God that is going to challenge us, to move us. Amen? Um, so I want to go over the story where, um, of the promise. You know, Abraham had a promise that he was going to have children. Now, back in Genesis, um, God made a covenant with them. And he told them that your children are going to be as numerous as the stars in the sky. Right? So then that was in chapter 15. Then we go over to chapter 16. It's there. You can read it. And then uh, in chapter 16, he says, he, um, um, Sarah takes matters in her own hands. Nobody here takes matters in their own hands, right? No, we all, we all follow the Lord, right? Uh, so Sarah takes matters in her own hand, and she gives her servant over to, ha to um, Hagar, over to, um, ah, to um, Abraham, right? As sometimes in the life as we have promises of God, just as Abraham had a promise from God. But along the journey, hello, it looked like it wasn't going to happen. So because he thought that it wasn't going to happen, then, hey, they're going to they're gonna get children another way, right? And sometimes whatever God has promised you, I don't know what he's promised you. You know what he's promised you. Um, know today that God is going to fulfill that promise. Now, let me tell you a little bit about my journey. Me and my husband, you know, were privileged to be in Canada for 15 years. We raised our children there. But along our journey, hello, my husband got sick. And so his doctor, when we lived in Canada, told him, hey, you should go back. I'm going to tell you what you guys should do. So we did it, right? But it was a journey. It was a journey that, that first at one point in my life, I was going this way, right? And then I was like, God, what are you doing? Like, what are you doing? I, this is uncomfortable, Lord. I don't like this. But God's like, trust me, I'm with you. Even when sometimes when we don't understand, God is there and his promise is still on your life. No matter the valley, no matter the, you know, if you're on the mountaintop or in the valley, God is a faithful God. And I, man, believe you me, I've got a hold of God. I spend more time with God trying to understand the journey because sometimes you don't understand it. But I know one thing for sure, that man, back in 1988, that Jesus got a hold of my life. Life, and that Jesus gave me hope that I never had before. That Jesus deposited stuff in my life that no human being could have deposited. You see, sometimes you come to church and you think that everybody has experienced Christ the way you have. 
But let me tell you, my friend, you know when the hand of God has touched your life. You know that when you've been changed and you cannot deny, you cannot turn back because you know that there is a God in heaven who is able. And my friend, there is nothing too hard for him to accomplish. And that's what like, like sometimes like, uh, do you guys watch UFC fighting? Okay. I'm not alone now, amen? Um, sometimes in Seattle, nobody really watches that, okay? So all my friends in Canada watched it. So when I moved to Seattle, I was like, hello, you guys going to get with it. But anyways, in the UFC fighting, do you guys know, um, oh my gosh, I forgot her name. The sister that uh, fought, she's from the West. Yeah, there you go, Rhonda. Um, we would always watch her, right? We'd cheer for Rhonda. Like, go, Rhonda, get down. You know, my husband was like, we got to go for her because she's from the West Coast. So we'd always have to cheer for her. But one thing that you notice that when she lost, she, she, she was never the same. You know what I mean? And I'd be like, come on, girl, get back in that ring. You can do it. You know, and then she came back <laughs> and she lost again. And sometimes, my friend, that's how you and I can feel. But let me tell you, in Christ, we don't lose. We only win. And that's the thing. Like, God used that to like, man, hello, whack me around a little, say, girl, get in check. You know, it's all right. I'm with you still. You must understand that the journey doesn't end, that we continue to go forward. If we continue to press forward and forward, God isn't done with us. But let me tell you, the one thing that Rhonda didn't do, she didn't get back in that ring. And that had me thinking for a while, you know? Had me thinking like, hmm, how come she didn't get back in the ring? And I began to think, does she not believe in herself anymore? Does she not know that she could do it? And sometimes that's how you and I could be. We can think like, man, that's it. Even sometimes when we blow it, right? Um, I'm in a holy church, amen. But sometimes when we blow it, I blow it, okay? I speak to myself. Sometimes when we blow it, we think, man, we're not good enough. Or man, maybe I failed you, God. Or man, I did it again. I know when I first got saved, I'd be like, I did it again. I saw it, I seen it, and ran right to it. Like, God, when are you going to help me break my habits? You know what I mean? But I would run it, do it, do it. And I said, man, I did it again. And, but when we keep pursuing after God, you're going to get through it, my friend. You're guaranteed to get through it. And then when you get through it, you're going to want to help others get through it too. Because that's what the church is for, is to help others get through it. Not, not that people think that we're holier than thou, but we're human and we have error. And when we see that, then when we see, like, right now I have this young guy in my Bible study. He OD'd. You made me think about, Linda made me think about him when she was talking about her cousin, her nephew. I was like, man, that was how I felt on Wednesday when they told me this young man OD'd. I was, like, heartbroken, saying, man, God, is he going to live? Because, man, I think we all know what it's like to be there. But sometimes, like, we can just think, like, oh, we're saved now. I got a happy life, you know, my kids and all this. But let me tell you, there's people around us every day that are hurting and are, that are lost. And they need us to tell them that, man, there's a God in heaven. That it is not, nothing is too hard for him to deliver you from. Nothing is too hard to rescue people from. I mean, I've been so privileged. Believe you me, I stand humble because I've been so privileged to see the dead live, man. I've been so, you know, privileged to go to hospitals and lay hands on children and see them live when they were going to die three hours. I've been privileged, and I know that that is not me, my friend, that that is the power of God, that God wants to flow through our lives, that we would be the light of the world, that we don't hide, you know, we don't hide what we have because you and I have the goods. 
I would always tell my daughter, don't you see? That friend of yours wants what you, you're chasing after what she has, man. That girl needs what you got. That they're hurting. There's so many people just lost around us that it just blows my mind. And we've been talking about, our, at our Bible study, we've been talking about being a genuine light to the lost world. So we've been like on a mission like to, to speak to somebody about the Lord in one week. Every week. So then we come and we gather together and we share the families that we met. We share the people that, man, we got to pray for. Because that brings life, my friends. That brings hope. That, man, that demonstrates who God is in our lives. But sometimes, man, we get a little churchy. We get a little too messed up with church. And we forget that it's the very power of God to touch lives. You know, I get fired up when, when the enemy comes and messes with my family. I take that personal. You want, you want me to get upset and mad? Go ahead, mess with my mama. My mama's in rehab again. Mess with me. You know, I'm like, oh, now I got to step to you because you're not going to defeat me. Then I see, like, man, how the enemy comes in. Now that my kids, they're like young adults. They're not little kids. I can't, I can't drag them now, man. I have to pray and believe God that God's going to grab a hold of them. You know what I mean? I have to believe God that we exampled Christ enough that that's going to move them, man, to want to live for the Lord. I never wanted to be fake and, you know, just a fake Christian. I want to be genuine because Jesus died on the cross for me, man. He died for me. And because he died for me, I'm telling you, I've been impressed with the hand of God upon my life that I cannot shake. I get sure, like, after when we came back from Canada, I was like, ah, oh, man, maybe I'll just be a normal Joe. And then when I'm sitting in prayer, God's like, yeah, right. Like, how are you going to do this? This I got to see. And I would say, like, man, maybe I just need to sit and reflect. And I've done a lot of reflecting. And I've done a lot of evaluating my personal life and saying, God, am I pursuing you as when I first met you? And see, like, Sarah laughed here, you know, and, and you think, like, then she lied, right? None of us lie. So she lied. I said, no, I didn't laugh. But, you know, I began to think, does she laugh because she was older? Or did she laugh because her faith was weaker? What, you know, why did she laugh? Because she was old, like, yeah, right now, huh? You know, and that's what I, I always tell Sister Debbie. Me and my husband are like Abraham and Sarah. We just wandering, sister. We don't know where we're going, but God's going to put us somewhere. But, um, you know, I said, is it, is it, was it because she was older and she just thought God wasn't able God wasn't able to move in their situation. And sometimes we can get like that, like where, where we knew that God can do, we had no shadow of a doubt that God was going to be faithful and fulfill whatever promise. But as sometimes as we go on the journey, sometimes it's just like, yeah, sure, well, whatever if he does. Sometimes we don't give God his, the respect and the honor of understanding that he is able. You know, you have to tell yourself, my God is able. My God is able, even in the midst of whatever you see or don't see, you got to say, my God is able. My God has called me. My God has a promise on my life. But my friend, we have to keep pursuing after that promise. We have to keep chasing after God. And God will begin, man, he begins to move us, move us forward, even in the midst of our muck. He moves us forward. He says, man, I've called you. I've died for you. You know, the Bible says those he chose, those he called, he, he draws to him. So, my friend, everyone tonight here, you've been drawn by him. You've been drawn by him. So I always say, like, you know, I, I go like, man, God loves me that much. I was drawn to him. You know what I mean? Like, I was drawn. Like, he didn't have to choose us, but he did. You know, and that's what blows my mind. I'll never understand, my friend, the love that he has for our lives 
I mean, come on, let's really look at her. Take a sober look at her yourself tonight and say, man, I can't really believe the love of God. That in myself, and that in itself is like a miracle, the love of God. And, and just his continued work that he does in our life and never giving up, never giving up on our lives. So I, we see here that she laughed. And so I, I just began to say, hmm, was it because she was old? Or, Lord, was it just because she just stopped believing that you were faithful? That you are faithful. And tonight I know that God is faithful. No matter what, he is a faithful God. And you know, it was heavy that my daughter showed me this little clipping. I was, I was going to try to get tech savvy and have them posted up here. But my daughter um, showed me this little um, video. It's a true story. It's about um, a lady who's, who, who does like the study of the whales and underwater and all that. So she is um, there and this whale comes. I don't know if any of you guys seen it, but I thought it was amazing. This whale's like flipping her around, flipping her around. She's like, man, what's up with this whale? So this whole thing, because she has the little, you know, the camera right here. So the whole, um, the whole thing was videotaped. And so she's like trying to understand this whale. Like, why is he flipping me? So at the end, it's, it goes on for 10 minutes. So at the end, you see the whale, he gets this. He gets his little flipper thing, and he lifts her up to her boat. And then when she gets on the boat, she realizes that there's a great white shark right underneath them and then I was going like man that's a trip that's how God's love is for us sometimes like we don't see what's beneath us but he sees it so sometimes he's taking you somewhere else maybe you're not feeling it but he's taking you somewhere else because man he sees what's below and I just began to think like man that's a heavy love that I, I, I was telling my boss the other day I was like you know it's funny how God's creatures they kind of know what to do it's us humans we have a problem with that free will that we want to do what we want to do. And I said, but every creature that he created, you'll see them do what they're supposed to do. But because we have our free will, sometimes we end up not doing what we're supposed to do. But when we look to God and we see his promises and we see his commands, I always go like, God, help me to listen. Help me to listen to your voice. I'm telling you, it's easy to listen when all is well. But you try when all isn't well and you're just not seeing it. You try to say, God, help me to be obedient to what you have. God, I don't want to wrestle against you, God. And God, I know that, man, you stamped my life. You paid a debt on Calvary that I could never repay. And I say, God, and for that, God, I'm indebted to you. So God, whatever, and this is heavy because I was at church and I was like, God, whatever you want me to do. And then Sister Debbie texts me. <laughs> and I was laughing. And, you know, that was, like, out of, like, the blue, you know what I mean? And I was like, oh, me and my big mouth. Okay, Lord, here we go. Um, you know, because I would, I've just been in a place of asking God, what's my next journey? And, God, I want to be obedient to the journey. Because, believe you me, I, I, I tell everybody, man, I had a great time in ministry. Do I minister now? Yeah, but not as much as when we were out in Canada. I said, but I understand that my journey is not over. And I understand that I still, I'm still responsible. Like you and I are responsible for whatever call that God has upon your life. We have a responsibility as his people. And I say, God, um, I, want, I don't want to run from you. I don't want to end up like Jonah, amen? I don't want to run from you, Lord. I want to learn to be still, hear your voice, and follow after you. You know, I think probably most of us, when we got saved, we didn't have no problem following you, right? Yes, you know, yes. And, and we began to cut things out of our lives that hindered us. 
And some of them were easy to cut, right? And some of them not so easy. Some we struggle because we're human, right? We'll wrestle those things. But I think like, I, I was thinking about this the other day. It was just funny. I thought about, I don't even know. I don't even think anybody in this room will remember this guy. The name was Carmen. Probably Linda might remember him. Carmen, he used to, um, he was a minister and he used to do all the dramas. I don't know if you ever went to see it. I'm old. Nobody in here remembers. But anyways, um, we'll see. <laughs> Back there remembers. I was remembering when I got saved, I went to this man. You guys are going to laugh at me because I laughed at myself. I went to this man's concerts everywhere, man. I was like a Carmen freak. Like seriously. And they sold these jackets. It said radically saved on the back. And I wore that thing like a proud peacock, let me tell you. I was radically saved, and I was changed. I was laughing about this the other day. Then when I started dating my husband, I told him, hey, let's go to a Carmen concert. He was like, oh, my goodness. This girl goes. <laughs> but guess what? He went. <laughs> but I'm telling you, I was, it was like a, a <laughs> Jesus touched my life that I could not turn back. And I think when you feel the presence of God and you understand that he touched your life, you don't take it lightly. You understand. And, and like, like I say, I can like, right now I got a job. I thank God for, uh, I thank God for the opportunities he's given me because I stand before a lot of people and I'm just like, oh boy, how did I get here? And, um, but you know, I have a responsibility at work to like work with people, kind of like disciple people, but just in the field I do. That's what I'm doing. So, um, you know, but I'm like, boy, how did I get here? How did this happen? But I know, I told my husband, I know it's because of God. And that's the thing, that God's giving me such opportunity. It would blow your mind if I wrote it down on paper because it blows my mind. And then I tell my husband, like, I know it's not me. I know it's God. Everything I do, I tell him, I know it's God. I don't, how do you say, I'm not easily puffed up because I understand that I'm human. And that's only the power of God that can open doors for me as he did. And, you know, I always go like, it's just like I've been at that job for like a year now. I go, and, man, there's only like so many percentage of people that get these great awards, they say. Well, I got one. You know what I mean? And they're like, oh, who does she think she is? I don't know. But people vote for you. Like your company, the people that you work with vote for you. Families vote for you. I was like, wow, this is great. But, you know, people been working for that company like 20 years. They never got one. So they're hating on me. You know, but uh, I was like, because of the Lord, I told them. Like I always tell my boss, it's because of God. Like she told me, like I, they gave me this crazy classroom. You know, crazy. When I mean crazy, I mean ghetto. And I'm pretty good ghetto. You know what I mean? So I was like, hey, let's do this. And then they told me, before I started the class, they were like, hey, do you have any game plan of what you're going to do here? I said, do you believe in Jesus Christ? Because it ain't going to be me. It's going to be God. And I really, honest to God, I took all those kids' names back to my house in my prayer and began to pray for them one by one because I knew, I knew what I was taking on. You know, I, I knew what kind of kids I was going to be dealing with. So I'm like, boy, this is not by mind nor by power, but it's going to be by God. And I, I seriously, like every, every list of kids they give me, I'm like, okay, first place, we got to start on our knees for them. Because that's what makes the difference. That's what makes the difference in anything is when we go to the Lord and say, God. And so my boss was like, they were like tripping out on me. But I was like, no, I'm serious. I'm not playing. Like, do you believe in God? Because this is a God thing here. I told him, this, this can't be handled by man. This is going to be a God thing. And God's going to give me ideas. And God's going to help me. 
you know, get these kids back in line. And by the grace of God, he did, and God was faithful. And God, I, it's like, I look at it like a testimony to the people I work with. Like all my, you know, all my bosses, all my managers, all my coworkers, I always tell them, you try praying, it works. I always tell them, try praying, it works. Trust God and believe God and watch what God can do because God can do a whole lot more than you and I. And when we put our reliance and dependency on God, then God moves. And just like in, the, it's just like in this story, when, when um, you know, as Sarah laughed, but, you know, her faith was, wasn't there. But, man, if she jumped on the bandwagon and said, hey, God, if you said it, so be it. And, and that's, that's the kind of faith that we need to boost ourselves to. God, if you said it, then so be it. And, God, if I made you this small in my life, I don't know how I made you this small in my life, but sometimes disappointment, sometimes different things on our journey, we begin to make God small. And, and God says, man, is there anything too hard for me? And tonight, if you have an impossible situation, or even if you made God this small, and you go, God, I want to I wanna put you back, God, where you belong. Because I serve a mighty God. I don't serve a little God. I serve an all-powerful God. I serve a God that can do anything. And, and, you know, and that's what takes me to God when I ask him for help. I say, God, I know you can do anything. Even though my eyes don't see what you're doing, God, in reality, I know that you're doing something. So God, help me to make you the big God that I serve. And God, help me to put you back. Because I'm telling you, when, we, when I first came to God, there wasn't nothing God couldn't do. But then somewhere along the road, maybe my faith got weak. And I said, mm, I don't know. But when I first came to the Lord, I'm telling you, I was a Jesus freak. And I wore that jacket. I, I still own it. You want to see it? I'm just kidding. Um, <laughs> but you know what I mean? Um, we're that excited. And we still serve that same God. The same God that I served back in 1988 is the same God I serve here in 2018. I just gave up my age, huh? Ah, well. But, um, <laughs> but you know, that, that's the same God that we serve. And when we always keep God the center and we see him that big, then we know, man, that there's nothing too hard. And believe you me, the enemy will put you up against those ropes and try to show you how your God ain't so big. But, man, we got to remind him that, you know what, I serve a mighty God. I serve a big God. I don't know how I'm going to get through this, but I know that God is faithful, and I know that God's going to carry me through. Amen? You guys have uh... So this evening, I'm going to open up the altars. You know, I'm used to my son, right? I look over and I just... But um, I just want us to be challenged and encouraged that God's not done with you. And he is faithful. Even if you feel like, man, I'm, I failed God. No, God can't use me. Man, God wants to use you. God wants to anoint you. Mm, hallelujah. Mm, hallelujah. Lord, Father God, we just thank you, my God, for this evening, God. And Father, we pray, God, that you would draw our hearts to you, God. And Father, that we know, my God, that you are a mighty God, Lord, and that there is nothing too hard for you, God. That, Lord, that you are more than able, my God, to rescue us, my God, to deliver us, my God, to set us free, my God. Father, I pray tonight, my God, that your spirit, my God, will fall upon us, my God, and that we will become the people, God, that you have called us to be, God, that you have separated our lives, that you've died on the cross, my 
my God, to give us hope and to give us life, my God. And Father, tonight I pray, God, for people, my God, that you revive our bones, my God, that you would breathe your fresh breath of life, God, that, Father God, that we would seek you with all our hearts and all our minds, God, that we draw close to you, God. And Lord, that whatever we face, God, that we know without a shadow of a doubt, my God, that, Father, that there is nothing too hard for you, God. Father God, I pray right now, God, fill this place with your presence and with your power, God. Father God, may your will be done through our lives, God. Father, as we seek your face, God, as we spend time with you, God, that you move, my God, by your power and spirit in our lives, Father. Lord, we love you, my God. We thank you, Father. We give you all the honor, God, and all the glory, Father, in the name of Jesus. Amen.